Welcome, everyone, for this week's podcast. Last week, we talked about the gut microbiome. This week, we're going to talk about how to eat if you're on a budget, because these days, with inflation, I think we all are on a budget, unless we're millionaires. So we're going to talk about that today. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing well. How good. about you? Good. I'm glad you're doing good. Yeah. Um, we do our grocery shopping on Friday, uh, Fridays, Thursdays. Um, so last night we did our grocery shopping and I know when I wrote the grocery list, I thought, mm, we'll see what happens when he sees this list. He, <laughs> he drive. we live in the middle of nowhere. He works in Atlanta on Thursdays. And so on Thursdays driving home, he'll stop and get, um, food. And he, sure enough, he texted me. I think you've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't all going to even fit in the cart, much less my car. So, uh, I thought that was hilarious. <clears throat> but, um, we, there are a lot of things that we do. So we, what it was was a lot of leafy greens, and leafy greens are huge. Yes, they are. You know, when you try to bundle them up and stick them in the bags or in the refrigerator. Um, but one of the things that I, I do is I always plan ahead, always write the grocery list for the week. I plan all my meals for the week, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And sometimes that's overwhelming to people. We'll have to talk about meal planning on another yes, yes. podcast for sure. But I, um, I repeat breakfast, you know, I'm, pretty much make the same thing every day for breakfast. I like to have something kind of, I call it my fun food on Sunday for breakfast. Like I'll make a, I call them smoothie waffles. Um, and lunches, I always have my everyday salad and usually a leftover with that. So really it's just planning those seven dinners. But anyway, I like to use the same ingredients. So like if I have, if I want to make a massage kale salad, then I'll put kale in a soup and I'll put kale in something else too. So I'm buying a bunch of kale instead of you know kale and cabbage and you know a bunch of different types of greens I, I try to aim for three different greens a week and then switch them up the next week so I get different nutrients and things like that but that's just one thing that I like to do to help um, save because at the end of the week I ate it all there are there isn't a lot of food left over um, so I do try to write the recipes for each week to be something that's using the same ingredients throughout the week. Like this week, uh, it was definitely too many lentils. We had lentils for uh, dinner and lunch pretty much every day. And it's like, okay, this next week, we're not having so many lentils. <laughs> but that's just something that I do because then I can buy lentils in bulk, buy lots of lentils, um, which I know you um, were talking about bulk before we got um, on the call. Uh, but that's just something that helps. I'm buying dried beans versus canned beans. There are a couple oh, yeah. of things there. You can soak them yourself. They're not getting any of the canned lining. Um, I know you can buy BPA-free cans, but they're showing that that's not necessarily healthier. Um, it can be healthier in your digestion if you soak and cook your own beans as well. Anyway, um, Tell us like about your, what is your number one tip for when you're trying to save money shopping this way? Well, <clears throat> I, I like to go, I mean, in my town, we have three Walmarts and I know everybody has different opinions about Walmart, but I do a lot of my shopping there because if you, could, there's a Publix here too. If you compare Publix to Walmart, my God, it's not in town prices, you know? Right. So I do a lot of, I get a lot of my fruits there and 
as we talked about, I buy some things organic, but the, some of the clean 15, I get you, I get conventional because there is a big a difference in price there, but there's also things like, like I get things, I get Kim White in bulk sometimes. I get it in 25 pound bags. I think it's like 70 bucks, but that's a lot of quinoa. Mm -hmm. And you can also go to your, if there's a Sam's or a Costco in your town where you can buy things in more bulk, that's one way to save because it lasts longer and it's cheaper to buy it that way. So, and of course, you, if, if you're lucky and have a farmer's market, that's another good, but a lot, all of us don't have that. So, right. Right. Well, and we grow our own. So that's, yeah, 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 yeah. growing your own. Um, so when you buy a 25 pound bag of something like that, how do you store it? I just store it like a, it's on the, like the package says, just store it. I keep it in the bag. And sometimes instead of having to go and scoop out of the bag every day, I'll put some into a plastic storage container and put it on my uh, counter mm -hmm. so I can use it. I use it a lot for my dogs too, because they eat the quinoa. And so, but the rest of it, I keep in the bag and I might put a piece of a plastic bag over the bag but I've never had any trouble with insects or anything. So mm -hmm. I do that too. We have a standing freezer, a separate freezer. Uh -huh. And so I'll buy like, especially oat groats. I like oat yes. groats, but I buy them in the big bag from the farmer and I keep mine in the freezer, but I do double bag it as well. Cause it does, it's usually not a resealable bag. Yeah, so yeah. I have another bag. So I'll sprout some, I sprout them and I stick them in the freezer and the my, I have my refrigerator freezer to grab and use every day. The other ones I that need to be sprouted are in my standing freezer, but they are in a, it's a it's a bag, big bag. It's hard to uh, oh, maneuver yeah. sometimes. So I was just curious how you did yours. Yeah, um, but we did. we do go to there is a Walmart. So Walmart is twenty two miles away. We can go that town and it's twenty two miles, or that town is twenty two miles. Um, but if we do, I mean, sometimes they do have their nuts and seeds. They have organic um, yeah. nuts and seeds there at a good price, and so we do that, and we'll buy them at Sprouts as well. I don't know how widespread. I think Sprouts is probably pretty much uh, all throughout the U.S., but I'm not sure. But we buy yeah. a lot of things there in bulk. Yeah, a lot of nuts and seeds. Um, I think some beans. Um, now, when we buy beans and grains, we always buy them organic. Um, mm. I think I've talked about that. And you know, they're sprayed for harvesting. Yeah. And so that can be a little bit pricier, but we do buy them dry. Um, just like the oats, I buy the oat groats dry. They're not processed. Um, I guess oats are always dry. You don't buy any of that. <laughs> Find well, any that are not. The thing about <laughs> oats is the organic oats are pretty cheap. You know, Walmart has organic oats. So, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so I always look for the gluten free, and mm -hmm. those are a little bit harder to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what other, what are some other things I do to save money other than combining things? Like, I'm looking, I have 15 tomatoes. I actually had 15 tomatoes on the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was like you lost your mind. Fifteen tomatoes, fifteen cucumbers. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do with that. I mean, you're talking about how you try to incorporate all your foods into your daily recipes to cut down on food waste because food waste is a big, yes. a big thing where we lose our money. So yes, yeah, so our goal we do the bulk of our shopping on Thursdays. I plan it all out. 
And the goal is to have the refrigerator empty by Thursday afternoon for the next load. And we've gotten pretty good at it now because it but used to be at the end of the week, you know, there's a cauliflower still left in there, you know, a couple of heads of broccoli, um, you know, lots of fruit. And it's like, well, why did we buy, you know, what were these for? And so to um, it's, it's better to me to have a plan for what you're purchasing than to just go in and buy a bunch of stuff. And then every day look in the cabinet or the fridge and go, what are we cooking tonight? And yeah. using, you know, you use what's in there, but then you still finish the week with stuff left over. And so it's better to have a plan before you buy the food. I know the same thing happens in gardening and planting. You know, people love to go to um, when they're out shopping, they see plants and go, oh, I want this in my yard. It's beautiful. And they buy it and get it home and they don't know where to put it. Well, it's the same thing. Buy the food, get home, and then you don't know what to do with it. I have people post that in Facebook all the time. Okay, I bought this today at the store. Now what do I do with it? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I definitely think we need to do some uh, talk about uh, meal planning. And like, I'm not I'm not even that good at that. Jennifer is the master on meal plan. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. And, you know, and I was I was really excited to see a client posted yesterday. I don't know if you saw this um, in one of my Facebook groups. Somebody said, I'm really, I really love meal planning now. Um, it's saving me so much time in the kitchen. And so I was like, yes, oh, wow. because people are like, what? You spend so much time in the kitchen. And I don't. I spend maybe three hours on Sunday. So three yeah. hours is a long time. But I spend three hours on Sunday cooking, but then I don't have to cook the whole rest of the week. Wow. It's all just grab and go out of the refrigerator. And so I can, you know, work up until time for dinner. I can, you know, quit work at three and go and do something else and come home and open the fridge and dinner's done. You know, I don't have to worry about, oh, what are we so going to do for dinner? You wow. know, so you're saving a lot of time throughout the week then. Yes. This is this would be a very good skill to teach. <laughs> yes. That one have so many clients that say, you know, we do so many things after school. I'm running the yeah. kids around or I work late these days. And so it's just too easy to just grab fast food. Well, yeah. when you already have it ready in the refrigerator, it's easier, it's healthier, it's saving you money. Yeah. Right there ready in your fridge. Yes. Yeah. But I do get upset when someone's like you know, calls and says, let's go out to eat dinner tonight. And it's like, oh, because I want to go out with friends. But then I'm like, oh, I got a meal already ready in the fridge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what a problem to have. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a bad problem. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other things that um, we can do to save some money eating this way? Um, I think one of the things is not buying um, already prepared foods. And already, oh. like, in packaged foods, you know, th- those are so expensive. Even if you're just buying greens, and if you buy pre-chopped greens, it's a lot more expensive and less quantity than if you buy a bunch of kale. And so I can buy a bunch of kale. Yes, I do have to strip it and chop it, but it's going to be a lot cheaper than buying a bag of chopped kale. Oh, yeah. You pay for convenience. Yes. That's yes. Sure. Even chopped mm-hmm. fruit. Chopped fruit is crazy expensive <laughs> yes yes yeah buy it yourself chop it yes. up you just have to eat it um quickly you know it won't that won't last all week you know if i i do not chop things like that you know to last all week but it's so easy to oh, chop yeah. it up or eat it whole oh yeah um any day yeah um but even any of the other um packaged foods so a lot of people they like to eat the um like 
veggie burgers or other, I can't think of the names of them because I don't eat them. Um, if you buy like ready-made um, meat alternatives, oh, yeah. um, those are going to be a lot more expensive. So like I can make a bean burger super cheap. Like I'll make, like I made lentil burgers this week. The only ingredient is lentils and tahini. Tahini is expensive, but a little tahini goes a long way. And so that's all I did. You know, I just mashed them together, formed them into patties and made um, these burgers. Well, that's really cheap compared to buying some ready-made veggie burgers. And it made, I don't know if it made, I made it eight, eight or a dozen. Anyway, I have them in the wow. freezer. So and then they're ready to go. They're already ready to go. So they'll last me for a few days or a few weeks. You know, I can eat a few this week and a few the next week. And like you're yeah. saying, they have, those are much healthier than the store-bought. Some of these veggie burgers and the freezer are horrible for you. <laughs> yes. Read the ingredients. Read yes. the ingredients. Yes. Yes. On anything, anything that you buy at the store, if it's in a bag or a box, flip it over. I don't care what the front says. Flip it over and read the ingredients. If there's something in there that you don't know what it is, find out what it is or put it back on the shelf. Now, if something like quinoa is unfamiliar to you, well, that is a whole food. It's a pseudo grain. But that maybe you don't know what it is, so you put it back. But that actually could be something healthy. So I'm not saying that everything that you don't understand is uh, could be harmful. But yeah. always flip it over and read the ingredients before you buy it. And it also could be something that you could make yourself. You know, I will make up my own product sometimes, my own dish based on a product that I saw in the store. Yeah, get creative. Yeah. Just lots yeah. Of it teaches creativity and we're saying that these processed foods not only are they more expensive but they may have ingredients that might make you sick down the road and then you have to spend more money to go to the doctor yeah and so you run. see i mean try you know striving for health you could save a lot of money down the road yes if you don't, if you don't have medical expenses because <laughs> yes. there's another way you're going to save money eating this way right um, so some other things. So a lot of times when people are transitioning to eating whole food plant-based, um, they're looking for alternatives to their animal-based foods. And so um, one thing would be milk. And so yeah. I can buy you know, soy milk or rice milk or oat milk or any of those, but I can make my own too. And so it sounds difficult, but it, is, it can really be, it can be so simple. You can make almond milk you just get a tablespoon of almond butter, which you probably already have in your fridge, a tablespoon of almond butter and a cup of water, put it in your blender and voila, you don't even have to strain, you have almond milk. That's what I have in my um, tea this morning. That is so easy and cheap. And yeah. when you um, compare to a box of almond milk. Now, another thing is if I flip over a box of almond milk, it's not gonna just be almonds and water. Where mine, if my, if my almond butter is, almonds and that's all that is the trick too um then mine is just almonds and water and so the same with oats i make oat milk oats and water but i can't buy any in the store that is just oats and water so it's cheaper if i make it at home um and it's healthier if i make it at home too yes a lot less ingredients and these nuts are pretty high i mean it's they range from three to four dollars for a half a gallon actually are more expensive than the dairy milk, which I don't recommend drinking that, but it seems like they are 
are they're at least as expensive so yes and they have questionable ingredients yeah i'm afraid um, of some of that stuff like the calcium carbonate that's another another video but that's yeah they usually have some gummer gummers gums yeah. and fillers in there yeah. as well that you have to watch out for i know i make my own soy milk and it's just soybeans yeah. and water and you can buy some i know eden soy and west um west soy i can usually get west soy at walmart yeah. um, if you do look for that um you can get a big box even bigger than the other one and it's distilled water and organic soybeans that's all yeah um now i know not, we talked about soy on another episode we are not afraid of soy neither one of us are um allergic to soy um but test for you um but you can make soy milk so easy or you can even get that big container at <clears throat> at walmart where do you get your uh your organic soybeans on amazon yeah, okay yeah i just make sure they're organic non-gmo and it'll even i think it even says from the farmer but i buy a big oh. bag too i buy them in bulk and i do soak and sprout them before i make my soy milk so that's time consuming um it was, sounds time consuming but it's not so on fridays i soak every, my nuts or seeds or um beans whatever i want for the week i soak them on friday I put them in strainers overnight, Friday night, summer ready Saturday. And so it sounds time consuming, but all it is is throw them in a bowl, fill it up with water, let it sit. Oh, yeah. Next day, pour in a strainer, rinse, let it sit. And so. Then you have pure milk. It's not, no, there's no fillers. It's pure. Soy, yes. Whatever yes. you're making. And it's and cheaper. And I mean, it's so much to, cheaper. Like, save it. You know, you may have to put a little prep time into it, but you're going to save money and you're going to save time. Yeah, and it tastes delicious. Um, but you do have to cook when you make soy milk. You do have to cook it. So, like that's why I use the soya butter. But you can always cook it on the stove, and then put it in your blender and strain it as well. Because soybeans do need to be cooked. You can't eat them raw. Um, so I was trying to think of something else that I do. So dairy cheese. That's something else people swap for. Vegan cheese in the store is very very expensive. I have not found a way to make it less expensive either because I use the nuts and seeds and those are expensive, um, which is why we buy them in bulk. Um, I know like yesterday, I think my husband brought him a pound of hemp seeds. That's expensive. Oh yeah. You know, pound of hemp seeds and cashews and almonds. Those they, That adds up a lot, but you can make some good cheeses that way. And when you make them at home, they're cleaner, but we're talking about budgets today. Um, if you're looking for alternatives to bacon or I don't know, sausages or hot dogs. I know a lot of times people will buy those plant-based um, items in the store. They're going to be, they're going to be expensive. And we, yeah. We'll make carrot dogs. I don't know if you make carrot dogs. Oh, I have. They're good. Yeah. Amazingly, it's like. It's like, wait, what? It looks like it and tastes like it. Uh -huh. um, yes. And so a carrot, whole lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. And a uh, meat alternative in the deli department. And then we can talk about, um, so we talked about veggie burgers, but what about, um, they're so gross to me, the plant-based burgers or the grown burgers, I don't even know what they're called. Are you talking about the uh, Beyond Meat or the- Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh -huh. Those are pretty gross. If, it, if you've been off meat for a while, those are pretty gross because they smell and taste like meat, but Ooh. those are expensive and the fat content is- pretty yes. high and not healthy no a lot of chemicals and they have methucellulose in them and mm. 
that does not digest. I, I've had them before and they will sit in your stomach for days, it feels like. Oh, wow. You might know, I mean, David was talking about that when we went to in Utah. David Christopher, he had a, mm. he bought one from Hardy's one day. And he said it was in a summit for three days. It blows you up. It's just like indigestible. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But I didn't Yikes. mean to go on the topic. But yeah. No, maybe. but yeah. I mean, those it's just not gonna you're not if you're switching from eating hamburgers every day to a beyond burger, you're not gonna save any money and you're not gonna improve your health either. Mm -mm. Right. So I was just trying to think of other things that people may be buying to replace it because it's so difficult when you're first transitioning to oh, come yes. up with. I mean, I was a big meat eater, so it's really funny that I'm like so grossed out by a burger now because I, I mean, know <laughs> I remember that. So I went meat free first before my husband, and I remember opening the ground beef. It was like only a week later, the ground beef package to cook it, and I was like, mm, not happening. And it's so funny because I had just, I mean, I was a meat eater. Yeah, the it smell, is, everything. I'm just like, it's so over it. Yeah. It is strange. You know, I, I never thought that would happen, but it happens mm -hmm. for most everyone who does this lifestyle. You go back mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my God, that, I used to eat that like a can of, I used to be a big tuna fan. Uh -huh. Oh my God, the stench of that stuff now. <laughs> it's like, why? I used to eat this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. What it's about, so you're talking about replacements. And this is one that a lot of people like pizza. It's, it's, is, yes. it, is it possible to make a healthy pizza on a budget? I don't know. I don't really Ooh. try. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so um, I have tried. Now, I'm gluten-free as well. And yeah. so that can kind of throw yeah. a, a twist in there. So you can be vegan, not whole food plant-based, and make a cheeseless pizza yeah with because pizza crust is probably vegan um tomato sauce and vegetables and so that could be cheap mm -hmm. um but not not healthy but that could oh. be a cheap way to eat um this way and it's not whole food plant-based um you could make a cauliflower crust i don't know if i've ever made one gluten-free that held together very well <clears throat> um i do make them with buckwheat oh but buckwheat's pretty expensive, but I yeah. do buy buckwheat also in a giant bag. I think it's, I don't want to name brands, but on Amazon, you can get gluten-free, um, organic, a lot of grains actually on Amazon. Yes. Um, is, yes. And so I do buy the buckwheat groats and not processed buckwheat, but I do soak them and I'll make bread and I'll make bread, um, pizza crust and things like that. So that's not that expensive if you buy a big bag. Um, and it sounds difficult, but it's really not. If you soak, you only need to soak buckwheat for like 15 minutes. Um, oh, it wow. starts to get gelatinous. And so you just soak it for like 15 minutes and then you can grind it up. You can even um, ferment it if you want like a sourdough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it really, you don't even need any other ingredients, just the buckwheat and water and the blender and you can <clears> kind of make a dough. So there's a crust and then tomato sauce. Um, I make my own because sometimes there's ingredients in the yeah. tomato sauce I don't want. There's usually sugar mm -hmm. um, in tomato sauce, um, but that's pretty easy, but that's easy, you know, so a buckwheat crust with tomato sauce and then whatever veggies you like, you know, olives, peppers, onions, mushrooms, load it all up. You just don't have the cheese unless you make a nut-based cheese, which is not going to be cheap, but yeah, you know, I have seen cheeses made with, um, potatoes and carrots um, yeah 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 
Yeah. And so that could be a cheap way to make a vegan cheese. I've, yeah. I've, I've made those and they, they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to think there's somebody, it's somebody's name. Somebody's uh, awesome cheese sauce. Kat, Kathy's or? Uh, what's his name? Firsttimevegan.com. Oh, never heard of that. He is uh, plant-based and he has a lot of sauce recipes. That's one of them. It's like potatoes and carrots and I don't know, onion powder, garlic powder. I think some nutritional yeast. Um, yeah. It's yeah. not many ingredients. It's pretty good and it gets thick, you know, like. Yes. So yeah, if you were to put it on a pizza, it would be pretty good. be pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good. Yeah. So we just came up with a cheap way to make a pizza. Oh, yeah. 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 In a lot that. healthier, a lot, than yeah. a frozen store-bought pizza or one that you order from a store, a uh, restaurant or something. Yes, yeah, because we do like to go to your pie, which I just said I'm not going to say names, but it's highly processed crust. You, know, you can get gluten-free. They even do gluten-free in the back, like a separate from everything else, um, and you can get it with the with no cheese and sauce. But it's something like fifteen dollars for a personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're high. Pizzas. Like mellow mushroom here locally. They have a gluten-free vegan, but it's like, I don't know, it's like 10 inches and it's, it'll run you $20. So yeah, like, yes. uh, make it at home if you're yeah. on the budget. Yes. Yes. You're going to save money and it's yes. going to be better. <clears throat> yes. Much healthier. Right. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. transition. Yes. Well, so I, I don't really even try to make pizza anymore, but I've been doing this for years. So yes. Well, I'll make a raw vegan pizza. With um with the buckwheat or with buckwheat and seeds. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not cheap at all. Oh no, no, <laughs> not good for a budget. <laughs> not good, yeah. It'll break your budget. <laughs> yes, yes, that's our splurge meal. Anyway, do you have any other tips? So we said buying in bulk, um, using ingredients throughout your meals for the week, making sure you plan ahead so that mm-hmm. you eat everything during the week. You don't waste any food. Um, shop at the big stores, you know, Walmart, Costco, Sam's, make sure they're organic. Um, if you are buying, um, you, I even shop on Amazon. I know a lot of people are anti-Amazon. And uh, so I'm sure there are other ways you can contact farmers and buy direct from the farmer. Um, you just want to make sure that any grains or beans are organic, which is a little bit more pricey. Um, beans that are dried, it, they sound difficult, but you just want to soak them. And remember what I said. Soak them. You can soak them overnight and then rinse them really good. Put them in a strainer during the day and then they're ready to cook that night when you go to cook them the next. So you just, you had to plan ahead. Tomorrow yeah. night we're going to have beans. Um, tomorrow night we're going to use this. Um, so that's all. That's the only thing is thinking ahead. And did I leave anything out? Uh, the only thing I would add is <clears throat> look up uh, Google the clean 15 foods. Yes. That way. I mean, you yeah. can find the foods that you don't have to necessarily buy organic. And so you can save a little bit of money there. Yes. And so that's the only the last thing I think yeah. I would add. Um, the EWG website, Environmental mm-hmm. Working Group. Yes. Yeah. Look up the Dirty Dozen to make sure that those you always yeah. buy organic. It does change every year. So you need to check it every year. It's usually fruits and vegetables that you eat the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, those that you peel are usually a little bit on the safer side, but make sure you check, check that list. So you're eating safer foods. You can definitely save money, um, eating the clean 15, um, mm-hmm. that's not organic anyway, but thank you for joining us. Um, we decided that next week we're going to talk about our thoughts 
on the healthcare system. And so uh, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Hopefully our podcast doesn't get shut down over that. So make sure you join us <laughs> next week. And thank you.